Broadcasting live from the North Fulton Business Radio X studio, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Morrow Family Medicine, an award-winning primary care practice, which brings the care back to health care. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Jim Morrow. I'm with Morrow Family Medicine. We have offices in Cumming and Milton, Georgia. At Mara Family Medicine, we think that you deserve to be seen when you need us, not when we can get around to you. So there's never a day you can't be seen at one of our offices. You just use our walk-in hour from 7.30 to 8.30 every weekday, and we will take care of you. Of course, you can call after we start answering the phone at 8 o'clock and make an appointment for the same day in many, many cases. But you can always use the walk-in and don't ever hesitate. So we're glad to be back again today. I'm here with John Ray. John's running the board and screening emails and tweets from our listeners. We hope that you'll reach out to us that way. Uh, my email address is Dr. Jim. that's drjim at toyourhealth.md. And on Twitter, it's at toyourhealthmd. So John, how you doing? I'm great, Jim. How are you today? I'm good. It's hot in here today. It's hot, and it's springtime, and that means allergy time, and you've got a preview of coming attractions there. I do. So if, you, uh, if you've had a cold for a couple of months, it's probably not a cold, and you ought to listen in next time in two weeks to hear about allergies and what you can do for them. So today we're going to talk about one of the things that I talk about every single day at work, and that's trying to lose weight. We're going to talk about dieting, and specifically, we're going to talk about the keto diet, because if anyone out there has ever heard me talk about the keto diet, you've heard me say that it is the worst diet that was ever devised by man, and we'll get around to why that is in just a minute. But first, we need to talk about a diet, because a diet has a couple of meanings. The word diet has a couple of meanings. The first is your diet is what you eat every day. You might eat a diet of no meat or a diet of just protein or who knows what. There's a million different ways to go about eating and most of them are not terribly healthy. But your diet is whatever it is that you eat all the time. And then there's the way that people use diet in most cases, which is Man, I can't wait till I lose 20 pounds so I can get off of this diet. Well, that's a flawed philosophy from the very get-go, and it's one that I have had many times in my life. I've probably lost 800 pounds in my life. Unfortunately, I've gained well over 1,000. But people have the feeling that I'm going to eat this way, I'm going to follow this diet, whatever it might be, and man... When I get off, lose, get this weight off, I'm going to get off this diet. Well, I did that about 12 years ago. Might have been 14. I joined Weight Watchers because I was a fat slob, and I said, i got to get some weight off. And I'd been preaching Weight Watchers to patients. So I went to Weight Watchers. I was going to meetings, and the weight literally melted off of me. I ate every point I was allowed. <clears throat> Sometimes at night, if I had two points to still eat, I'd grab an Oreo cookie, and that would be how I got to my points. It was, just, it was crazy, and it was easy for me to do, and I was very, very um, excited about doing this, and I was pushing myself. It was great. So over about a six- or seven-month period, I lost my 42 pounds. I could go over to Belk's, and I could buy a pair of pants right off the rack, 
and I didn't even have to try them on. I'd get home and I knew they were going to fit because I was a 38-inch waist with a 30-inch inseam. No matter what, they weren't going to be tight. I was going to love them. I went to Weight Watchers one night. I got down to my goal weight, and they presented me my lifetime membership. And if you've ever had that pleasure of getting your lifetime membership at Weight Watchers, parenthetically, I'll tell you one thing. If you ever did, I bet you don't weigh that now. And then the other thing is they made such a big deal of getting my lifetime membership that it felt like graduation. They brought, brought me up front. They gave it a little talk. They gave me a little something, a little trinket. I don't know what it was now. Surely don't have it anymore and don't deserve it anymore. And it felt so much like graduation that that night I graduated from Weight Watchers. And after I left there, I never thought about Weight Watchers again. Pretty much to this day, I've tried it here and there, but can't get stimulated to keep it up anymore. But I graduated from Weight Watchers, and after losing 42 pounds, I gained 10 pounds a year for five years. And that's what happens. So I tell people all the time, if you want to change your weight, you have to change your life. And that's why it's hard. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do, in my opinion. Uh, I haven't ever been hooked on drugs, but I firmly believe from the experience that I've had treating people that have and treating people who are trying to lose weight, I believe it's harder than getting off of drugs. I think it's harder than not smoking. I think it's harder than not doing anything else in your life that you do that's not good for you. And the reason is, if you're a, a person that's been on drugs, you can never see the drugs again and you'll be okay. You can never see a cigarette again, and you'll be okay. But you've got to eat. And when it comes down to making that choice when it's time to eat, we are all flawed individuals. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do, and it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever do if you're able to pull it off. And keeping weight off is by far the hardest part of the whole thing. Losing weight, as hard as it is, is the easy part. Keeping it off is the hard part. So when you start thinking about losing weight, there are as many diet plans around as there are people in the world because anybody can come up with their own plan. And a lot of them work, but are they healthy? The whole idea when you're trying to lose weight is very, very simple. Eat less food. That's it. That's what you have to do. As long as you eat less food than you've been eating, you're going to lose weight. If you've been eating 2,200 calories a day and you start eating 1,800 calories a day, every nine days you're going to lose a pound because you have to to not eat 3,500 calories to lose a pound or burn off 3,500, and most people aren't doing that. So if you don't eat 3,500 calories that you would have been eating to maintain your weight, you're going to lose a pound, and it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. The biggest reason that it's so difficult is because your behavior, which is what we're talking about changing, is ingrained in you. We are who we are. We do what we do, and we like what we like. It's lifestyle and it's genetics. Now, some people out there, like my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is a great guy. He's a great fisherman, great golfer, great brother. But I hate him because he lives to eat. He'll eat when he has to. 
but he doesn't put a lot of thought into it, really. It's just, yeah, I can eat that. I need something to eat now, so I'll eat that. Whereas people like me eat to live. And people like me who eat to live will forever and for always be heavier than people who eat to live. So if your nature is that you're one who just lives to eat, parenthetically, I'm the guy that wrote Mayfield's ice cream and complained because their half gallon of ice cream says it's 12 servings and it's only two. Okay, that's me. So that's a, a, a great synopsis of what it's like when I'm around food, and, and it's very difficult. Now, I make myself sound like I'm 400 pounds, and I'm not, but anybody that knows me knows that I look forward to my next meal. And these people who will get around to it when they get around to it will forever be lighter. And if you go to the gym and you see these people who are there every time you're there, and they're there every time you're not also, and they're skinny and they're fit and they look great in their little spandex, these people would be that size in large part if they never set foot in the gym because it's in their genetics to be that size. So if I go to a family reunion and I look around the room, there's a room full of people that look just like me, and I bet there is you. So I encourage you when you're trying to lose weight to be realistic. You've got to be realistic about that. It's a battle that never stops, and it, it can be very, very difficult, and it can be incredibly frustrating. So one thing I encourage people to do is to accept that they are a bigger person and don't think if they're a size 42 waist, don't think that they're going to be a 36 waist. If they're a size 16 or 18 in a dress, don't think you're going to be a 4 or 6 because the odds are tremendous that you're not. Now, when you start doing this thing and trying to lose some weight, if you follow a commercially available diet like Jenny Craig or Nutrisystems, one of these, you're very unlikely to do that long term. You're just not likely to pay for their food for that long. Years ago, I bought a month's worth of Nutrisystems, and two weeks later, I was starving to death. So it, it, it takes just an incredible amount of discipline. And whatever you do, because you're trying to lose weight forever, is you have to be on a plan that you can stay on forever, and that's really hard. So like I said, what this boils down to is you've got to eat less food. So I've said that to so many patients so many times over the years that I finally wrote a book called Dr. Mara's Guaranteed Guide to Weight Loss. And you can actually purchase this 50-page book on a website called lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. And I'll tell you right now, it's a 50-page book. The first page says, eat less food. The second page says, the end. And there's 48 blank pages behind it because that is what it takes. That's how you lose weight. You eat less food. And not only can you buy it there, but you can be the first person to buy it there. And it's been on there for about 10 years. So I encourage everybody to go straight to that website and buy that book. So then in the last few years, I guess probably, in the United States especially, the diet that's really gotten a lot of attention, has really caught on tremendously, is this keto diet. So the keto diet is a very interesting diet that I'll almost guarantee you will make you lose weight. It's interesting because it was not formulated for weight loss in the beginning. It actually 
was formulated to help treat seizures to reduce the severity and the number of seizures that patients had. And they really have no idea why it works, but it does actually help with some forms of seizures. It uses the body's own fat-burning system to help you lose weight. So the way this works is, and if you eat a normal diet, not a keto diet, but a diet like mine, then you're getting plenty of sugar in your body, and your body uses that sugar for energy. And when it does, it produces byproducts, and one of the byproducts is energy. Well, on the keto diet, it's an incredibly low sugar. Actually, it's more like a no-sugar, low-carb diet. And in this diet, you don't have the sugar for energy. So when your body doesn't have sugar to produce energy, it breaks down fat tissue to produce energy. And one of the byproducts of fat metabolism is ketones. And if you know any diabetics, you might know some that have been ketotic or been in ketosis and produced ketones and their breath might smell real sweet. Um, and they can feel bad when they feel when they get that ketosis process going on in their body. But the keto diet is a very, very low-carb diet that forces your body into ketosis. The low-carb levels cause your blood sugar to drop, and when that happens and your tissues are looking for sources of energy, they start using fat, and fat's easy to break down. The problem with fat is when you break it down, what you do is you empty out the fat cell, you don't get rid of the fat cell, and it's real easy to fill it back up again if you go back to a more normal diet. So the keto diet that is published about and that was invented for the purpose it was invented is actually a fairly healthy diet. But the problem is it's been, I'll use the polite word, it's been changed over the years to be a diet that really is an effort by people to be able to eat all the bad things in life and get away with them. And you can do that and lose weight, but I'm here to tell you that if you do that over the long term, you're going to be in trouble. So the experts looking at the keto diet say that it's not harmful. And again, we're talking about the one that was originally uh, designed. And some studies have shown already that this diet is safe for significantly overweight or obese people. Now, if you look at the numbers and the statistics of what it takes to be obese, you'd be shocked at the people that you think are really fairly fit, and they would actually fit the label of obese. So there are an awful lot of people that could do this diet. But there are also some reviews that point out that patients who follow a very low-carb diet like this regain some of their weight, within a year of the diet because, again, it's not one that you're really supposed to stay on long-term and that you're really not likely, you're really not likely to stay on it long-term. This episode of To Your Health is brought to you, as I mentioned earlier, by Mara Family Medicine. At Mara Family Medicine, we use technology and old-fashioned attitudes to do our best to make you feel better every day. We do want to see you when you're sick, so we encourage you to use our walk-in hour. We encourage you to call for a same-day appointment. I stress to people every day not to say the five most dangerous words in the English language, which are, maybe it will go away. So don't do that. If you have a problem, if you feel like you need to be seen, we encourage you to show up at our office early in the morning or make a phone call and get in there and get seen. So if you're liking what you're hearing on these podcasts, to make sure you don't miss out on an episode, Take a moment to subscribe to To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow 
wherever it is that you're listening right now, there should be a subscribe button right on your screen. So getting back to the keto diet, the specifics of the keto diet are, and and if you read about this, you'll find some variations, but in generalities, it's 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates in the form of green vegetables and salad. No, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. It's 80 to 100 grams of protein in the form of meat, fish, poultry, eggs, shellfish, and cheese. There's really nothing wrong with that. But then you get into the fats, and this is where people diverge from the real keto diet. Polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats are also included in the diet. Well, I'm here to tell you, I went to four years of med school, three years of residency, and six years of college, and I never had a class in nutrition. So what I've learned about polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats has been after the fact, to say the least. But these are canola oil and olive oil and safflower oil, things like that. The polyunsaturated fats are liquid at room temperature, so it's those kinds of oil, and it includes sunflower oil and corn oil. And also peanut oil if you're a fan of Chick-fil-A. And the other foods that are high in polyunsaturated fats are things like walnuts and sunflower seeds and flax oil. But also to get to things you can really eat, fish such as salmon, mackerel, tuna, trout, that kind of thing. So these are the foods that are high in polyunsaturated fats. And then the monounsaturated fats, which you're also supposed to eat, the rest of the whole diet of, are avocados, almonds, cashews, and peanuts. So if you follow a diet of the things that I've mentioned, this is an incredibly healthy diet. And I'm willing to say that not many people are going to follow that diet for long term. Not the people that don't eat to live like my brother-in-law. But this is not the keto diet that most people follow. The patients I've seen in the office talk freely about their high-fat day and eating a pound of bacon or a stick of butter. And I don't care what diet you're following. There's not one where a pound of bacon and a stick of butter is healthy. There's nothing about that that's going to be healthy. I have one patient. I've had many patients on keto, and I've shown that their cholesterol goes up in all but one case that I can remember. And I had one patient that is a triathlete, and his, his cholesterol went up 45 points after he'd been doing keto for, I believe it was about three months. 45 points. And he was in incredible shape, very low body fat. He's, a, he's about 10 years younger than I am, so he's no young, young spring chicken. But he has, his cholesterol was much higher than it needed to be. And the only thing that changed was the diet. Now, on the true keto diet, cholesterol levels have been shown to come down. And if you think about what I was just talking about as far as what you'd be eating, it's no small wonder your cholesterol would come down. And on the keto diet, you will lose weight. Even if you do the pound of bacon a day, you will lose weight, but you will not be healthy. Weighing less is great, but having a normal cholesterol is extremely important also. I had a conversation this morning with a patient. He was actually talking about his wife, and it's a good thing she didn't know it. He said, you you saw her three or four weeks ago, and you prescribed a statin for her because her cholesterol's been high for a long time, and I want you to know she's not taking it. And I said, well, she doesn't have to take it. She can wait, and she can take heart attack medicine. 
But as I said during the statin podcast, it's the same medicine. So she just needs to get busy and do this. So people who are trying to control their cholesterol, if you follow the true keto diet, I believe it can help you. I don't believe you can do it long term, but I do believe it can help your cholesterol. And the fact that you're not going to follow it long term really gets to the heart of the problem. Because as I said earlier, if you're going to change your weight, you have to change your life. Nobody wants to lose weight and weigh less for two years or six months. People want to be smaller. They want to be thinner. They want to be more capable. They want to have more energy. They want to be able to go to the top of a flight of steps and not have to stand there for 18 seconds before they can talk to their wife when they get to the top of the stairs. And the way you do that is there's less of you. If you do that, you're going to be better off. But as I said earlier, too, I think this is absolutely the worst diet ever devised by man as it is practiced by most people. There's not a fad diet anywhere, one that's intended to get a lot of weight off of you in a hurry, that you're going to stay on. It's just not likely to happen. I tell patients every day, you need to go from eating this much to that much. And what I'm doing is I'm holding my hands out about the size of a dinner plate. And I'm moving my right hand in about two inches. And that's it. You know, you eat 80% of what you've been eating. If everybody who's trying to lose weight only change that. If they only ate 80% of the amount of food that they usually eat, they're going to lose weight, and they're going to do it fairly quickly unless they're female. Females have a lot of disadvantages in this world, and I admire my wife and what she went through as a young woman and as a mother and as a wife and putting up with me. But if you take a woman who's postmenopausal, who wants to lose weight, you need to get out of her way because she's going to be unhappy. Everybody that loses weight loses and plateaus for a while and loses, and their weight plateaus for a while. And the plateau is what's happening when your body is readjusting to this new size. Your body has to produce enzymes and chemicals at a certain level, and it, you have to have a certain amount of them for the size you are. And when you lose some weight, significant weight, it's got to retool the factory, so to speak. So you will plateau, and you might plateau for quite some time. Now, men and women come in the office together sometimes talking about this, and I'll tell the man, now, you're going to lose weight day one, and, ma'am, you're going to hate him because you're not. And men will. They will lose weight in the first week. They'll probably lose eight pounds if they try to do anything healthier than what they've been doing. And women most often are going to plateau for three months before they start losing anything, and they might gain four to six pounds before they start losing weight. I couldn't tell you how many times a woman's told me two and a half months into it that she just gave up. And she was probably on the verge of starting to lose some weight, but she couldn't take it. And I understand that. You need some reinforcement. You need some encouragement. And if you're not losing weight, it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. I mentioned also that it's important for you to try to be comfortable in your own skin, to be comfortable with the size that you are. I'm not saying don't try to lose weight. I'm saying don't let it be the end of the world if you don't. And even more important than losing weight is try your best not to gain five pounds a year. Because I see a lot of people and they say, oh, I only gained five pounds this year. And that's true, but they gained five pounds each of the three years previous too. 
So now they're 20 pounds heavier than they were when they were too heavy four years ago. And that's a huge problem and very hard to walk back. So I encourage people to do your best not to gain weight. And that's actually easier than trying to lose weight, I can promise you. So because of the fact that the best diet for long-term weight maintenance is one you can and will follow for a very long time, my opinion is that the best commercially available diet plan is Weight Watchers. I did Weight Watchers, and I succeeded for the time I did it. I didn't do it right. I didn't stay on it. I didn't have the right attitude. I tell people all the time to please not look at their goal weight. Don't even have a goal weight in mind. Just eat your points today, and tomorrow eat your points that day. And don't worry about what your weight is because if you're doing this, you're going to be smaller and smaller until you get to a point where the points that you're eating and the amount of food you're eating will maintain the weight where you are. And if you do that, you're going to be a lot happier. On Weight Watchers, you don't buy your food from them. You can eat any food in the world. You buy it at any place you want to. You can eat in any restaurant you want to. It helps you learn portion control so that in the long run, you're really not following Weight Watchers. You just have changed your life, and you've changed the way that you do things. It can be done long-term, and again, it is absolutely a way of life that you have to try to follow. So if you do keto, do some research about keto. Look at what the keto diet was intended to be, and don't do what your buddy down the street's doing eating a pound of bacon a day and a stick of butter. So that's the keto diet, the good and the bad about the keto diet. So, John, you're awful quiet over there. <laughs> uh, you you nailed me a few times there, uh, Jim, particularly that business about, uh, you know, gaining 150 pounds and or losing 150 pounds and then gaining 200 back. So uh, I, I, I've been on that program. Almost everybody has except my brother-in-law. I don't like him very much, but he's probably a nice guy, but I don't like hearing about all that. So you ready for some questions? Yeah. What you got? Uh, someone's responding to your comment about it's okay if you're size 42, if that's the way your body, the the size of your frame. Right. So how do I know if I'm obese and need to lose weight? Well, probably the, the simplest thing is to say that if you think you're obese, you probably are. Now, if you look technically at what the calculation says, obesity is any number 20% over your ideal body weight. So ideal body weight is something that no one should ever strive to achieve because your ideal body weight for a man, you get 100 pounds for the first five feet, and you get six pounds for every inch over that. So I'm still, if I stand up good and straight in these heels I'm trying not to wear, I'm right at six feet, so that's five feet 12. So that's 172 pounds would be my ideal body weight. I weighed 172 pounds for about 10 minutes in the 10th grade. I went past it like a shot and haven't weighed 172 probably since the 10th grade. And very few people are going to weigh that. But if you look at obesity, 20% more than 172 is 206 Anything over 206 is obese, and I'm well over 206. If you're dyslexic with 206, you get close to what I am. So 
it's very difficult to to consider anything about ideal body weight and even the true definition of obesity. Now, the other way is people look at body mass index, the BMI, and we weigh everybody that comes into Mara Family Medicine. We make some people very angry because of that, but we weigh everybody that comes in because we should, and our dosage of medications and so forth are frequently based on their size, on their weight, so we weigh everybody. So we get a BMI on everybody. We measure their height and their weight. And if your BMI is 30 or over, you're obese. If it's 35 or over, you're morbidly obese. If it's 25 or over, you're overweight. And, I mean, I practice in Georgia, so I don't see many people that are not 25 plus. And it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing, but those are the specifics of that. But honestly, getting back to what I said, if you feel like you're, you might be obese, you probably are. I identify with this question because I'm a big frame guy myself. So I've gotten to the point where I wonder if I can trust that BMI figure because I, it's like when I figure out what it takes to get the right BMI, I'm going to have to go back to my sixth grade weight, much less high school weight. I don't disagree. The, the, the BMI, like the uh, ideal body weight, is a number that for most people they're shocked when they see it. They really are. So a question on Weight Watchers. Since uh, and apparently there's two options for Weight Watchers. There's the uh, the old style going in and weighing in once a week, and then there's also you can get the app. Which do you recommend? Well, it depends on the person. Uh, I recommend you do whatever it takes for you to eat less food. Uh, some people need the encouragement, the education that you get from the meetings. I did go to meetings when I was doing mine. Uh, it felt a little bit like AA, you know, I've, I've eaten, I've eaten too much and I'm ashamed to admit it, that kind of thing. Uh, but there was a lot of good education about it. Um, the app though is incredibly convenient and it's a very good app. Uh, it lets you scan labels and, and immediately know whether or not that's something you can eat at this point in the day. It's a, it's a very good thing. And I think a lot of people do a little bit of accommodation, but I suspect more and more just because of the way society is today that they're seeing fewer and fewer people in the actual meetings and more and more people online. But I think either way will work. It just depends on what you need. That's what we've got. So do you want to tell everybody how they can submit questions? Yeah, so earlier I mentioned that we have email and Twitter. So if you would like to submit possible topics for a future podcast, or if you have questions during the episode or any time, email me at drjim, that's drjim, at toyourhealth.md. And on Twitter, you can tweet us at toyourhealthmd. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, next time we're going to talk about allergies. And it's a good time of year to talk about that because you can't keep your car clean and you can't keep your eyes from being red. So next time we'll talk about that and talk about what people can do to feel better. And we, we may have a special surprise. That would be awesome. So for now, everybody, thank you so much, and that is to your health. Thank you.